What's up, guys? This is Spencer McGee, and you are listening to Master Debater, the podcast that debates everything from pop culture, current events, politics, religion, and everything you're not supposed to talk about. Now let's get it. What's up, guys? This is episode one of the Master Debater podcast. Make sure and press that subscribe button. Um, Share it with your friends, your family. Share it on Instagram, Facebook. Share it to your cousins, your second cousins, your second cousins once removed, whoever. Just share the podcast if you love it. If you don't love it, tell me it sucks in the comments so that we can make it better because we care about your feedback. Anyways, so today's podcast is basically talking about religion. Uh, For those of you that don't know, I grew up LDS, Mormon. Um, Now they call it the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, Grew up in Southern California and moved to Utah a little under nine years ago in the pursuit to find an LDS wife. (laughs) Um, that was part of the reason, to be honest, uh, why I originally moved out, um, of California. I wanted to try something new. I wanted to find, I wanted a easier chance to find an LDS wife. And here I am, um, almost nine years later since moving here. And I am agnostic. For those of you that don't know what that means, that means that I don't know what I believe not well, let me elaborate. It means you're a fence sitter. It means that you don't deny the existence of God. You don't say he does exist, but you also say he, you know, he doesn't exist. So you're saying I can't prove it either way. It's kind of I don't know, you know, what's really out there. But I live my life according to what I feel like, um, you know, is going to make me happy and is the best way to live. And I know probably a a lot of you that maybe grew up religious, especially if you grew up LDS, are probably thinking, oh shit, like this guy, he got older, he was making the wrong decisions, and therefore he fell away. Well, here's the thing, and this is the thing that most people don't want to talk about. Um, I didn't want to talk about it when I was very religious and... um, you know, in the church, right? Is that you are raised in a certain environment, right? An environment that basically gives you an idea of what the world means, right? Of what life means, of what your life means and what you need to do. Now, forget the LDS church, forget religion in general. The idea that from birth you're raised with a certain ideology, right? Whether, you know, whether that be the, the sun is your God or the earth is your God or whatever that may be, you're going to be biased, obviously, to how you were raised. Now, does that mean that you can't change your beliefs? Does that mean that um, that's the only thing you're going to believe? No, it does not. But when you are entrenched and I know that may, may be a disrespectful word for people that are very religious, especially, you know, in, in my former community, the LDS community. 
if you're entrenched in an idea, an idea, right, of what the world means, what life means, what you need to do to be um, favorable in God's eyes, and you're constantly reinforcing that by obviously reading scriptures, going to church, staying in a community, not reading things, quote unquote, anti-Mormon doctrine that are against your beliefs. Well, then quite often, you know, people do stay um, in that religion. Now, I don't know what the numbers are. I don't know what the st- statistics are as far as, you know, 30%, 40%, you know, 60, whatever it may be. But here's the thing. And this is basic psychology. Um, when you do something over and over, it reinforces that behavior, right? And whether that be- behavior you consider good or bad, it reinforces it, right? Um, and it's very hard to take an outsider's perspective, um, in my opinion, in the LDS church, when you're raised in it and when you um, go on a mission, when that, what that means is you go away for two years to a different part of the world to teach people and do, you know, try and convert them to the LDS church, right? Well, um, I guess the real, in my opinion, the real reason why people continue to be a part of <clears throat> these religions and these ideologies, you know, meaning not necessarily things that are attached to religion, but also just the ideology is the fact that um, there's good that comes out of it, right? You feel, you feel good. You're around people that seem to be good. Um, you do things that are good for other people, like service or whatever it may be. And you feel like it has good morals and values, right? And that's true, okay? You know, there are some good morals and values. There are, there are good people. There are um, good feelings. But here's the thing, and here's the logical fallacy that, fa- that falls behind most people in any type of religion or any type of ideology, is that just because you feel good doesn't mean it's real, Right? Um, when I say real, I mean the whole origin story of what that religion is teaching. So if I, let's just say I start my religion, to, religion tomorrow and I start teaching and doing all these good things, right? Um, that doesn't mean what I'm saying is true. You know, yeah, I'm doing nice things. I'm helping people. I'm doing charity. I'm making people's lives better. I'm getting them off drugs. I'm getting them jobs. I'm getting them education. Those are all good things, but that doesn't mean and there's no correlation that that necessarily means that I'm, you know, I, I'm the correct um, leader or that my doctrine is true and someone else's is not true, right? Um, th- once again, as humans, we're very tribalistic. We like to be part of tribes, right? And originally, our tribes were our family and our community that we lived in, right? We protect them and we love them and we take care of them. And... Um, over time, that's translated into tri- tribalism for stupid things like team iPhone versus team Android and imports versus American muscle. And, um, you know, I mean, you name it, you know, the Raiders fans versus the, um, let's just say the Dallas Cowboy fans, right? People get crazy. They fight. Some people even kill each other um, because they're tribalistic. And they're defending something that's completely pointless, but they associate with that tribe. And so that natural human instinct kicks in and they feel the need to defend it to, um, 
you know, sometimes to the death, right? Especially with, uh, with some fans from some crazy fanatical fans from specific teams, right? Well, with that said, you know, we, we as humans can get very easy manipulated by um, our own instincts, right? Our basic instincts as humans to protect and to show love and to, um, and to yeah, to protect, to show love and, and, and uh, to make sure that your tribe, that your community is, is safe and, and thriving. The bad thing about that is, is that you can easily get caught up in something just like team iPhone versus team Android, right? Or team Samsung, where people are basically thinking that their choices and their lifestyle is better than someone else's. But yet we we need to stop getting out of the idea of better, what's better, right? It's not what's better as a whole. It's what's better for you, for that person, right? And there's a thing called anecdotal evidence, right? Or anecdotal fallacy. And what that means is, is my experience is true, right? Um, my experience is true because I experienced it. Well, there's the anecdotal fallacy, right? So that means just because you experienced something or you felt something doesn't mean it's true, right? Let me give you an example of the anecdotal fallacy. I went to Walmart and they treated me like garbage. So therefore, Walmart's garbage and you should never go to Walmart. Well, just because you experienced that at Walmart doesn't mean that that's necessarily true for everyone else or true for Walmart as a whole. But quite often as humans, we do that, right? We, we have one experience and therefore that means that everything else associated to it um, falls in the same category, which is why people are racist or sexist or, um, or ageist or whatever it may be. Because we take one person or even a select few people from a specific class and whether that's a gender or whether that's um, a religion or whatever it may be and we associate the entire whole because of that anecdotal evidence or the anecdotal experience we had with, with those uh, one or more people, right? Now, you know, a- any reasonable human being is going to be like, okay, well, obviously <laughs> it's very – uh, unrealistic and very ignorant to say something like that. Oh, I went to Walmart, two people at the store rude for me, therefore every Walmart's garbage and never want to shop at Walmart again. Okay, that's fair. You can be in that position, right? But when you take a step back and you think about it, is that logical? No, it's not logical at all, right? And just because you had a bad experience yesterday doesn't mean you'll have a bad experience today with those same people at the same store location. What I'm getting at is, is in religion, right? In um just ideologies in general is just because you were raised a specific way, right? And you feel good about certain things. That doesn't mean it's true. That doesn't mean that everything else tied to it, which is how it's presented. Hey, if these things are true, meaning if doing good things for people are true, if if loving your neighbors and loving your family and taking care of your family is true, well, then everything else is true. That's, that's a classic logical fallacy. And honestly, that's manipulation because you're saying, hey, if, if, if something that's clearly, clearly good or clearly true, right, makes you feel good, well, then everything else that comes with it is also true, which is ridiculous. It's just like, hey, you know what? If Spencer... Um, is a nice guy 
and he helps other people, well, then therefore, um, he's, you know, the best businessman alive, for example. A stupid example, but hopefully you're getting the point here. Just because one or more things that I do happen to be good or true doesn't doesn't make every single claim that's potentially attached to my name also a true statement. But that's what happens in the LDS church, and that's what happens in a ton of other religions as well. Now, obviously, I grew up LDS, and I haven't practiced any other religions, so um, it comes from a point of view where I've done some research, but still somewhat ignorant, right? Because I'm not Buddhist, and I've never been to a Buddhist uh, temple, and I've never had really in-depth conversations with Buddhist people. But here's the thing. The thing is, is that um, you need to remember that every single person has a specific reason why they believe something and you need to realize and think why you believe something. Do you believe it because you were raised that way because you are being man- or because you're being manipulated by things that have zero correlation? Like here's a here's here's an example, okay? And I'm and and once again, you know, anyone that is potentially LDS or was LDS um could be listening to this and and maybe like oh my gosh this is um you know anti-mormon doctrine or whatever it may be but here's the thing is that you know let's first talk about what is anti-mormon doctrine right what does that mean well the from my understanding the church classifies it as um anything that um preaches or teaches things that go against the teaching of the church, church, or that uh, potentially uh, knock down the integrity of uh, the doctrine or the leaders, and so on and so forth. Well, think about this, okay? And I know this, this is going to offend some people, but think about this: in a cult, for example, okay, what is the number one thing that that they do so that people don't leave? What they do is they try to limit their knowledge and they limit their knowledge how? They limit it through segregating them and putting them in a specific community, like literally a fenced off community or or some remote place. Two, they limit the accessibility to other people, right? Not having conversations, not having friends, so on and so forth, the people that are not there. And I'm talking extremists here, right? But there's still something to learn here. And then they also limit knowledge, right? Reading things that are not approved by the religion, right? So with that said, you know, think about it. You, uh, you know, the church encourages, the LDS church encourages to be educated and so on and so forth, but it's only be educated up until the point where it doesn't go against the beliefs, right, of the church. And right there to anyone that should be a red flag, huge red flag, because you're saying, hey, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword. It's like, hey, we believe uh, in education, and we believe in being educated, but until it goes against our beliefs, therefore, don't partake of it because you may fall astray, right? And that, to me, is such a red flag, because it's like, hey, <laughs> you know, don't, don't educate yourself on things that go against what we say, but anything else that has nothing to do with us, that's totally fine, right? And in reality, 
what, what does that do? That keeps you part of the religion and part of the community to make sure that you continue doing what they say. Now, I do believe that most religions have good intent in what they're doing and that there are people that, that truly believe in what they're doing, right? And so they truly believe in keeping you safe and keeping you on the correct path. The problem is, though, is that there's one, no way you can prove it, to, you know, one way you can prove what they're talking about and if it's real. Two, um, once again, it's all anecdotal. It's, hey, I experienced this. I felt this. I saw this. Therefore, this is true. And it's like, that's such an easy way to get manipulated because the scientific method is being able to test something, right? And that anyone could do the exact same test and replicate that with the exact same results, right? Assuming they do the test the same. Well, in religion, you can't do that. You can't take a test and have everyone do it and get the same results. And that's why people uh, are religious and non-religious. And that's why people are in different religions, not only because the way they were raised, but because there's not a replicable test that you can do to prove what you're saying is real. And then what's, what's the classic response to that, right? Especially in the, I would say, in the LDS community. And what it is is, well, it's not about a test. It's not about knowing. It's about faith, which to me is even more ludicrous, right? Because you're saying, oh, it's not even about knowing if it's true. It's just about believing. Okay. So now you're telling me it's not important. This is basically what you're saying, but, but we don't realize it as, as people that are in the community. It's not about knowing that it's true. It's just about hoping and believing that it's true. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Don't worry, guys. Literally, don't worry if it's true or not. Don't worry if you're wasting your life worrying about rules that have been made up that you have no way of proving are real. Don't worry about that. Just hope and just believe that is true because in reality, that's all we can do because we can't prove it in the first place. And once again, these type of statements... Um, I never thought I would have said in a million years, right? I never thought I would participate in. I never thought I would believe. And why? Because I was in the mindset. I was in the community. I was, I was drinking, you know, the company Kool-Aid, as they say, right? And because of that, I'm in a position where I'm at a huge disadvantage. I'm at a disadvantage where I am believing what I believe because that's how I was raised. I'm not questioning the legitimacy of it. When I say questioning, I mean really questioning. You know, the church, the LDS church always talks about questioning and praying and not having blind faith. But I couldn't disagree more on that's what it is. Because, for example, a leader in the LDS church, what they'll say is they'll say, hey, if you, we don't, we don't want you to have blind faith. Um, if you are doubting anything we're saying, go out there and pray for yourself and ask for yourself. And you're like, okay, cool. But here's the caveat. If you pray and ask for yourself and you don't get the answer that we told you, meaning you don't get the answer that's, you know, um, that exists in the church, well, then you're wrong. Hey, you know what? Don't worry. <laughs> um, you know, don't worry about believing me blindly. Um, I want you to go out there and pray for yourself and find out. But if your answer is not the same as mine or it doesn't align with the teachings, well, then you're wrong. 
And it's like, well, well then that, that is blind faith. And that's not getting your own answer because I got my own answer. And some people's answer is nothing because, you know, nothing's there. Or some people's answer is no, or they get a bad feeling, whatever it may be. So it's, it's funny how, hey, don't believe me, get your own answer. Well, I got my own answer and they said no, or I got no answer. Oh, well, you're not doing it right. Or, oh, well, that's wrong because this is right. And so it's like basically saying, hey, you know, I'm selling, I'm a salesman, I'm selling a car. Hey, Toyota is the number one car that you can buy. Go out there and do your research and find for yourself. And then you come back and, you know, bring consumer reports and it says, actually, Honda is the number one car and you were actually wrong. And then you just, just dismiss it and say, oh, actually, well, you know what? You're wrong. Toyota's number one. That's a BS article. You know, you're just, you're just buying into propaganda, right? That's the, that's the mindset is that, um, one, let's not go off facts. Two, let's go off beliefs and, you know, rules and teachings that have been made up. And if what you come back with is not a rule or a belief or a teaching that aligns with what we're telling you, it's wrong, it's leading you astray, and it's basically anti-Mormon propaganda, right? Well, <laughs> I mean, how, how do you combat this, right? How, how do you, you know, it's kind of like if, if since you were born, something has been labeled as poison, right? Hey, that's poison. Don't drink it. That's poison. And then you start to think to yourself, hey, you know what? Like, I see other people drinking it. I don't see them dying. I don't see them actually, you know, being um, uh, bad, uh, you know, left off bad at all. So you get curious and you try a little bit and then you try a little bit more and then you drink a little more and you realize it's not poison at all. But in reality, it's filling your mind with different ideas, different mindsets, um, and just asking different questions you didn't ask before. And then from there, you leave that community or that tribe onto bigger, better things. And they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, so-and-so drank the poison. That's why they left the community. That's why they left the tribe. But in reality, since there's that scare tactic of staying away from that stuff, a lot of people stay in it. And a lot of people don't drink that juice or don't drink that water, assuming that it's poison. But in reality, what that, what that quote-unquote poison is, is it's just knowledge it's just questioning it's thinking outside the box and it's not believing everything you hear from people at your religion or at your church or whatever it may be hopefully this is making sense hopefully you are fully understanding the point i'm trying to get across once again if you're in the community and you don't have an open mind and once again this is my opinion you're going you're gonna to hear this stuff. It's going to be offensive because, once again, you're drinking the company Kool-Aid. You're not thinking outside the box. And as much as people say, oh, I'm open-minded or, oh, I'm an open thinker. No, you're not. You're not. Because, in my opinion, if you were, you would eventually come to the realization that um, what you've been taught and what you've understood is not really the case. Once again, there are really great things, Right regardless of where you go, there's going to be core concepts that are not disproved. Obviously, loving your neighbor. That's pretty, you know, I, don't, I don't need church to tell me that, right? Um, loving other people, doing charity for people, um, really caring about others other than just yourself. That's some fundamental stuff, right? To be happy as a human being. Um, but when it comes to 
the origin of where we come from as humans or the origin of um, of life, the the purpose of life, um, what's good and what's bad, right? A lot of that's arbitrary. In reality, and I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me on this, um, I don't really believe that there is good and bad. And you're like, oh, no wonder why he doesn't go to church anymore. No wonder why he's not LDS anymore, whatever it may be, if you're LDS. But I, I, I just believe there are arbitrary rules that we've set up because we live in a civilized society. And we have to follow those rules. And we live in a specific culture, and what's acceptable and okay in one culture can differ in a completely different culture. And culture is always changing, and it's always evolving. And uh, a lot of the times, people, I mean, 99% of the time, 100% of the time, people's morals are um, align with the existing culture that they live in. And if you break that culture, you're considered a bad person, you're considered a rude person, you're considered, you know, all these different bad things. But in reality, all culture is, is passed down learning that somebody created. And once again, it's always changing, especially with the media, right? The media controls the culture. All of a sudden, the media starts talking about X, and y, X Y, and Z on the news, um, on social media. I mean, all these different platforms that we have these days. And all of a sudden, overnight, something that we didn't care about, now we care about. Here's an example. A viral video of somebody pulling a straw, right? A plastic straw out of a, a sea turtle's nose. It's very sad. I love sea turtles, but it's very sad. It's very kind of brutal because they're holding him down. They're pulling it out. You can tell the sea turtle's in agonizing pain, and he's bleeding. And then all of a sudden, everyone riles up and says, hey, let's get rid of plastic straws. This is terrible. It's hurting sea turtles. It's killing animals. And then all of a sudden, companies like Starbucks and other big companies are banning straws and banning uh, excuse me, plastic straws or just straws in general because it's killing sea turtles. When in reality, it's, it's, it's so stupid. It's not even about straws. It's about plastic, right? So they replace the plastic straw with a plastic cap, <laughs> which is still probably going to end up in the ocean and some small fish or some small turtle is going to get his head stuck in the little hole in the plastic cap and, you know, potentially get cuts around his arms or his head or whatever it may be. And then all of a sudden, everyone's going to get crazy about uh, plastic caps on their coffee. It's just dumb. It's, it's all just a big PR move to show, hey, we're environment friendly. We, we care about sea creatures, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, you're not really helping the problem. All you're doing is picking one over the other. Hey, everyone's against plastic straws. So let's switch it up and let's get something else so that everyone's not against us, right? It's ridiculous. Anyways, hopefully you understand what I'm trying to say here is that the our beliefs are shaped really around our environment not only our religious environment how we were raised but also our cultural environment and we as humans need to always take a step back and think about why we believe what we believe and what we really value trying hard to not be um, manipulated by our environment, meaning other people, the media, religion, our parents, our family, so on and so forth. Um, 
Hopefully you enjoyed today's podcast. Um, This is the first one, like I said. Hopefully you enjoy it. Hopefully you listen to it and you take something away and you think outside the box. And once again, I'm not trying to destroy anyone's faith, anyone's beliefs, so on and so forth. That's not my goal. My goal is merely to think outside the box so that you're, you're not potentially being manipulated by others, by friends, by family, by your culture, by your religion, by anyone and especially when you're, worrying, when you're worrying about things that are arbitrary, that really don't matter in the grand scheme of life, that you're not getting caught up on that. So that's my goal. My goal is for you to think outside the box and truly, truly think for yourself. Um, like I said, you guys are freaking awesome. I appreciate taking this 30 minutes to listen to my first episode um, on Master Debater. Today we debated religion a little bit of culture and speaking outside the box, right? I'm, I'm creating a debate in your mind to debate your thoughts or maybe how you think, especially if you are in the LDS community and or religious, right? So once again, I'm doing an episode every first Monday and last Monday of every month. This episode is going to appear on uh, the last Monday of June 2019, So share this with your friends, subscribe, share it on social media. And the point of sharing it, once again, is not to tear down somebody's faith, but it's basically to get them to think outside the box and think about why they believe what they believe. You guys are freaking awesome. Appreciate you joining. Once again, this is Spencer McGee with Master Debater, the podcast where we debate everything from religion, politics, current events, business, and all the stuff that you're not supposed to talk about. You guys have a great day and um, tune in for my next episode. Once again, the first Monday and the last Monday of every month. This one is on the last Monday of June 2019. And uh, you guys have a great day. Peace.